Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. She does not look healthy. And Adam. <laughs> Porthos will not suffer alone, for we are with him. So this episode was Hugo nominated. Dear living God, how? I, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> for Porthos? I mean. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, maybe. Billingsley. For Billingsley, <laughs> For Billingsley, right? Yes. Yes. It, is that how Hugo... I don't know what... I don't really know what the Hugo Awards are. Um, I've heard of them. I know that they're a sci-fi right. thing. I thought they were just for books, but I guess not. Right. Sci- it's sci-fi in general. Um, TV, movies. This one was nominated for a Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation Short Form. So, there you go. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Any details on that? Uh, like, let's see. Now I feel like I got to look that up because what episode were they watching? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty much all it says. Is just you it know sucked. Uh, nominate. Now it didn't win, and God only knows how many episodes they really looked at because actually Carbon Creek was nominated the same year, and neither of them won. I'd give it to Carbon Creek over this, yeah. but. Not by that much. No, not not really. No. And what a weird category name for a TV show. Well, I guess that includes huh? short form films, um, short stories, things like that. I don't know. It's weird that a sci fi award wouldn't have a category just for episodes of sci fi TV shows. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how old the Hugo Awards are. So it's possible they were around before we really had a whole lot of sci-fi TV. I'm not sure. I'd have to look mm. up the history of like the Hugo Awards. I mean, honestly, if their judgment is this off, though, <laughs> I'm a whole lot less interested in their whole project. <laughs> but to try to get us interested in this whole project, Berman and Braga, uh, start us off in the blue sexy rubdown underwear room. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Everyone's very slick and sliding around. Keep your hands to yourselves. So Hoshi, it's like a chain. Hoshi's putting gel on T'Pol. T'Pol is rubbing gel all over Ahab. Ahab is rubbing it on Porthos. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh buddy. Oh. Yeah, he's all like goopy and looking, you know, he looks kind of uncomfortable. And what a strange fucking way to do all this. Like, they couldn't, like put it in a shower or something maybe that's what sonic showers do maybe they deep clean out all the pathogens and right. whatnot. maybe well, that's why that's a thing well the transporter has a decon mode oh that's true you don't really need it so yeah. much but then again they're not transporting so yeah yeah you don't need it so much in later track right right or in this track because we already established that the transporter works and mm-hmm. you can use it not just use it, but use it in like an emergency situation. Right. I think he was in motion. He was like running yeah. <laughs> when they used it. Yeah. Which they didn't do later. Uh-huh. <laughs> you had to stand still and then blue sparkles <laughs> <laughs> for TNG, you know, orange for uh, TOS. But uh, for some reason, we're able to do just like running in motion transport yeah. uh, on Enterprise. <laughs> but. No, 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 it, that's it. One time. That was it. We're done with that. It doesn't even come up. No. Like no one just goes, goes like, take transporter. I don't know. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yeah. No, nothing. I, no. <laughs> no, worked on the captain, man. Oh, let's just, let's do it. <laughs> They're talking about the, 
the the is it Cretaceous? Cretaceous. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is a throwback to the episode about sentient cum. <laughs> oh yeah. This this that is, was I was trying to remember yeah. which episode it was. Yep. yep. Yeah, it was that one. Oh god. <laughs> Emulsion. <laughs> that was what we named the episode. Uh. <laughs> it was Emulsion. <sighs> god, I felt bad and <laughs> and great about that. <laughs> Me too. I gave it a, a extra long title. It was like Emulsion or how I learned to stop worrying and love the ball bomb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe I came up with that. If I do say so myself. It was good. It was good. So yeah, he's just bitching and bitching and bitching and he's like immediately like I just want to slap him. He's so like, I'm I'm a white guy and I do not apologize. Yeah. This starts off this thing where he's bouncing the ball back and forth to where like yeah, I get it to shut the fuck up. Yeah. It swings back and forth a few times mm-hmm. because these Cretacens are insufferable. They really are. Like, he, there's I no can't doubt about stand that. them. Yeah. Yeah. They are the least likable species mm-hmm. in Star Trek. Yeah. They just have all these weird rules and are so offended that everyone doesn't follow their particular planet's but, particular rules. Right, but they don't like tell everybody before they get there. It's not like they sent Ahab right. like a big book and he didn't read it. They just expect you to know this and that's a, that's just ridiculous. And that's part of why I keep bouncing back and forth yeah. because they did the Enterprise crew who is like notoriously bad at like well kind of everything <laughs> but this diplomacy kind of stuff, yeah, especially, yeah, and they did send Porthos's genetic profile mm-hmm. or whatever yep. thing. They it comes up a couple times yep. to the Cretacens, and they were like, "Gives a fuck." Yeah, and they just didn't bother. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to tiptoe around you, yeah, but you won't do anything for anyone else, that and that's why. So familiar. Mm-hmm. What if you don't want to get vaccinated? Not everyone does. That's why I keep bouncing back and forth through this whole thing between who I find more annoying, right, right. Archer and his <laughs> whining, or the Cretacens and their bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And it just makes the episode very frustrating. Yeah. We're helping you out with this show, because mm. we do the rewatch so you don't have to a lot of times <laughs> with this show. This is one of those episodes. Yes. Even though it does start out with the dog, which... You, you can't be mad because the episode, we have hot people and we have a dog. Like, yep. on paper, this should be the absolute this fucking be best. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're off to a running start on paper. So the lights come back on and Phlox says that the humans can go, but he needs to keep Porthos. And it occurs to me that T'Pol, like, if you look at T'Pol, she is painfully skinny. Like, she yeah. looks ill. And I, I just can't for the life of me understand what is so sexy about a woman being so thin that she looks like a cancer patient. Oh. oh. I mean, really. She yeah. looks like she's really ill. Like, she's got some muscles in her arms, but, like, her torso and legs and hips and everything, I'm like, dude, you look pain. Like, like she looks like she's in pain. I can't imagine the pressure that oh somebody God. is under. When you're like the hot one on a show, ugh, it would make me crazy. <laughs> oh, like God. recently, I saw a picture of her recently, and she looks normal thin. Like she's thin, act you know, actress thin, but she like has hips and normal looking. Like she she's healthy. She was at uh the Star Trek day. I saw some 
mm-hmm. pictures from Star Trek Day. She looks fantastic. Yeah, she looked great, but she looked healthy. <laughs> this here, she does not look healthy, and I totally apologize to anybody who might be, you know, hurt by that. I'm just saying, like, there's a big difference between looking thin and you know, sexy and all, but this doesn't look like she's having a good time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm sure they just had her on a diet of like oh, celery. God. Yeah, and water. constant. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if you're worried about criticism, sometimes a diet is the best defense. They have to leave, and except for Porthos, and there's this shot of him just, like, just standing there. I know. In a blue room with, like, goop all over him. Yeah. And beagles have, like, that sad hound dog look. Oh, yes. And so anytime a beagle is just sitting there by itself, it's instantly heartbreaking. Along you. Since they left a very long time. A long time to be alone. So the sadness in Porthos's eyes, the 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 deep, soulful longing to be free to go forth is then expressed in song. The greatest <laughs> song Faith of the Heart. Ahab's in the engine room trying to talk Trip into just living with four plasma injectors, sort of like four tires. The ship runs on four, but Florida Man is like, you need to have a spare. And he's right. You should have a spare. Always. I love that Florida Man is the one going, no, you know, we should be sensible about about how we get around. (laughs) (laughs) You know you're in trouble. You know you're off. Like, you know... When Florida man's going like, hold on, is this a hold my beer moment? Are you? <laughs> but Archer is being whiny. He's just oh my he's God. stomping. He is stomping around, rolling his head around on his yeah. on his neck, like a little kid who is told that uh, we're gonna go to the nice restaurant. He's like, but I don't want I McDonald's. Yeah. That's exactly how he's acting. Yeah. And then the most insane line happens. Uh, Florida man says, ain't you a trained diplomat? Right. No, he's not. Are you kidding? What? If, it was, if he was trained ever, it was like, be nice. Okay, bye. You know, like it was a 50-second <laughs> training. Because look at the past episodes. His diplomatic training from Admiral Pushover was just like, <laughs> so, you know, don't, um, don't like, make people mad i don't know (laughs) bye but but if you want to go ahead it's it's fine i know you're really smart (laughs) you know like that's how he that's his training you're really smart yeah oh god yeah archer is just not having it this idea of having to apologize to these people and they suck totally granted they do suck there's no heroes in this episode except for (laughs) flocks Really, well, to Paul, and well, I always guess. to Paul. Yes, <laughs> always to, to Paul. <laughs> always to Paul. She's she's amazing. Mm-hmm. So th- this whole thing with the Cretacens, mm-hmm. it, it's just like, ugh, just I just hate everyone involved. <laughs> it's like watching your two least favorite teams play each other. <laughs> You're just rooting for a meteor to hit the stadium. But what's what's remarkable is in this scene is that Florida Man is the one who's telling him to suck it up and take the high road. 
And this has always been, you know, somebody else telling Florida Man this. Because Florida Man's usually the one who's like, I don't, this isn't good. I don't like it. I'm really hot or I'm really tired. Or, or I don't like what these people do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're like, but we're in space and, you know, we're, having, we're, we're, we're exploring and we're meeting new cultures. And like, yeah, it, it's a total role reversal here. <laughs> God, when Florida Man is the voice of reason. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So in this episode, of course, is written by Brand Berman and Braga. Yeah. Big surprise. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't know what to say anymore. When their names come up, it's just like, oh. Fuck. Well, God, I hope the director rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did they get Roxanne Dawson again? Oh, uh, they didn't? Well, shit. They didn't. Well, okay. Uh, Somebody else. Uh, they might be good. You yeah. know? <laughs> Just because we'll I don't know their name, maybe they're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I forgot to look up who directed this. It was a name that I sort of uh, recognized. Let me pull up my memory alpha here. David Strayton is our director. What's wh What else did he do? Uh, a few 90s, early 2000s kind of stuff. Um, episodes of House, uh, The Dresden Files, Dead Like Me, Charmed, Angel, Dawson's Creek. Okay, so pretty run-of-the-mill for like this yeah. time. Our, our TV director. Yeah, yeah, TV genre director. That's mm -hmm. pretty common for the enterprise directors that they bring in for the time. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Mm -hmm. And he does have, I'll, I'll bring it up later, there's a few camera and shot choices that I think mm -hmm. were, were pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. Overall, though, this episode just should have been different. Mm -hmm. um. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ahab walks into Phlox Bay, and Porthos is in a fish tank. And Phlox is basically stumped as to what the pathogen is, and what's, but it's destroying... Porthos's immune system. And this is one of the only shots where it's actually the dog in mm -hmm. the, the tank thing. Support the show by signing up at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff or leave a tip at paypal.me slash Star Trek stuff. Let's keep the show ad free. Except these, they don't count. They bring up the thing about them sending the genetic profile. Yeah. Flox is like, they probably don't give a shit. Like, yeah. And as the episode goes on, we find out, yeah, Flox and them, they don't care about mm -hmm. small animals. Pets. Like, they, yeah. So, mm -hmm. all right, maybe we're going to set up a thing where it's weird that humans have pets. We know Klingons mm -hmm. keep pets because they keep Targs as pets. They also right. eat them. So but they, yeah, exactly. They also eat them. <laughs> I don't, all right. You know, okay. Well, I know some humans that keep. Uh, pigs and pet as pets. Oh, that's you true. Know, and we also eat them, so maybe that's kind of something like that. Yeah, um, that's but true. but let's not overlook the whole. Um, they were given a genome code, and they could determine whether or not their entire planet was poisonous to this animal from just the genome code. That's fucking amazing science. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I a mean, lot. that's pretty amazing but ahab is like i will burn everything to the ground if porthos dies i love that that's yeah <laughs> the weird thing is as 
rage fueled as Archer can be (laughs) when he threatens to destroy the planet if (laughs) his dog dies. He's not mad. He's not like he it's a terrible delivery on that line. I just yeah, I wanted to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But then it's just he's just like just like angry dad. He's not really scary. It just was weird. It was just a weird take and a weird delivery. And it was weird that they kept that. Yeah. Because he just rages out over everything like throughout the series. And then like, yeah, the the whole episode is him being freaked out that Porthos is going to die. Which mm-hmm. I totally understand. I think oh, yeah. most of our listeners can understand. Yeah, when he has this chance to channel all that rage into something we can all get behind, because yeah. fuck these people. Which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't go there. It's just not there. If you only knew the power of the dark side. He reaches into the fish tank using the gloves to pet Porthos, and it's so fucking cute. Oh, my God. He puts his little paw up. It, he puts his paw up on his hand, and oh, God, it's so fucking cute. Oh I just God. can't even. Oh, it's so cute. By the end of the run of this show, we're going to turn you from cat person to dog person. No, that's That's impossible. now the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that is impossible. Besides, I love dogs. Everybody in the Facebook group just start posting cute pictures of their dogs. <laughs> I love dogs, though. I would love to have a dog. If I was sure that the dog would not eat any of my cats, I would totally have a dog. Most of them won't, especially if you have a smaller dog. Like, I got a beagle. He he gets along with our cat fine. But unfortunately, I really like bigger dogs. I like, you know, German Shepherds and Pit Bulls and stuff like that. But I'll take a Pomeranian. My guy's like about 25 pounds. If something happens, I can just pick him up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's Which not, happens in this episode, and it's so fucking cute. Yeah. Like, Hoshi picks him up later, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so cute. I want to be able to do that. Anyway, so uh, back on the bridge, he comes up back on the bridge, you know, stomping around, and Paul says what he needs to hear, you know, from, from the Kratassans, he really needs to hear in private. Um, so they go to his office, and the whole reason they're pissed off is because Porthos peed on a sacred tree. Which is objectively funny. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. Absolutely. (laughs) Especially for these people. I really wish I'd seen that coming. Oh, my God, yeah. I didn't, so I just burst out laughing. (laughs) And I just kept thinking, like, okay, so, like, if Kirk had a pet, I think he would just kind of, like, get that smirk oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. it would be funny yeah but you know archer no he just gets mad and... oh no full-on red-faced righteous fury but instead of like going like are you fucking kidding me he's just yeah. like yeah a tapestry of obscenity that as far as we know is still hanging in space they should be apologizing to me what a baby good god during this scene, uh, I, I paused it. I was pa- I paused for notes, and I'm just going to tell you all this. If you pause it at 7:05, this is on Netflix. I can't imagine um, it would be much different. Yeah. Uh, once it's all on Paramount Plus, which happens in like 48 hours or something, as we record, the shot that's there is perfect. Oh yeah. Because Tapal is in the foreground. She's kind of like sighing 
or mm-hmm. like not not really, but I <laughs> yeah, mean yeah. for her sighing, yeah, in character as Vulcan, you know, whatever like that. Yeah. There's some kind of like sigh, eye roll kind of thing, and in yeah. the background is Archer like just going like, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. moments like when you pause it accidentally like that and you're like, oh my God, that's perfect. Oh, it's so <laughs> flawless. It's just like, oh, that's it. That's it right there. That's just, like the whole series, really. <laughs> that's their entire relationship is uh-huh. at 7.05 of <laughs> this episode. Trust me. Paul did like the normal diplomatic thing and offered apologies and he yells at her for doing that. And she's like, well, they're going to send, you know, the rituals for an act of contrition. And he's just like, and he's so mean. Yeah, he's going off on her. Like, why would you apologize for me? I'm just like, dude, okay, you lost me. Like. Yeah. It, oh, immediately. I love that. I love that you were like, like fuck these people. But then he turns it on to Paul, and I'm just like, the yo-yoing of like being yeah. on his side, off his side. I don't know if it's done <laughs> on purpose in the writing of this episode, right? But uh, it happens. You're yeah. constantly, you're constantly following him, and then you're constantly going like, the fuck, dude. Yeah. And yeah. then like, ah, that's fucking cool. Now, okay, now once, literally one second later, now you're a fucking jerk. Yeah. It's an emotional roller coaster this episode. <laughs> we have a so, suffering dog. <laughs> we get to fall in love a lot more with Phlox, which is great. Oh, yeah. Phlox has you some know. great scenes in this, which are overdue. Definitely overdue. But yeah, Ahab is, some things are more important than plasma injectors. And she's like, like your pride it's so, I'm like, thank you for saying that. Because, mm-hmm. God, Jesus, he's being such a jerk. I'm not a prophet. And he's like, I'll cut down all those trees if anything happens to Porthos. I'm like, oh, Jesus. No, see, I'm on board that part. <laughs> <laughs> that's constant yo-yo. <laughs> Just like, fuck, that's awesome. Nuke these fucks. Like, if Porthos yeah. dies, I don't give a shit. We never uh-huh. see them again. Why don't you get the fuck out of here before I shove your quotations book up your fat fucking ass? Then we get the kind of plan of the episode, um, storyline-wise, because they start showing the time. We're seeing, you know, Ahab in his room, and it's 10.32 p.m., and he's watching water polo. Eye roll. Sick, brah. He grabs a blanket and, and gets sad looking at Porthos's bed, which is like kind of kind of pitiful. I'll I'll give him that, you know. And he shows up in Flocks Bay to sleep there. I was trying to remember if this show predated twenty four or not. Mm-hmm. I'm not do you, sure. Do you know let's see, when was twenty twenty because I kept thinking I'm like looking- were they trying to do 24? Right. And then right. just kind failing a... horribly? Because I never actually <laughs> watched 24. Trust me. You don't want to go down this road with me. This first aired October of 2002, mm-hmm. um, well over a year after 24 first aired. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think that they sort of had that 24 thing in the back of their minds because 24 yeah. was enormous at the oh time. Oh, God, yeah. It was it a was, huge deal. Yeah, it was like the Game of Thrones of its time because it was right after 9-11. It was like, watch Kiefer Sutherland like beat the shit out of terrorists. And yeah. Everybody's like, fuck yeah, torture. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. It was just Waterboarding! Most, yeah. yeah, so cool. 
If you don't waterboard, you don't love America. The premise of it was pretty cool. You know, it's an hour of time, and it takes place in real time. So, I mean, as far as a, um, you know, premise for a TV show, it was pretty cool. It was a, a new idea. Yeah, yeah. No, no, totally cool idea. Horrifying bit of propaganda, though. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, I mean, it was straight up, like, just, you know, revenge uh, with absolute impunity and uh, no regard for humanity or the other person's perspective at all. It was a Toby Keith song stretched out into a season of television. Put a boot in your ass. Yeah, so anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I kept thinking as we do the timestamp thing, I'm like, oh, they had 24 on the brain. Probably. And yeah, then they didn't want to ring that bell too hard. Right. So, so they, they just kind of did the axe. Barely did. Time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I, I, it could have been better. I feel like the way it could have been cut or so, I don't know what it is. But if you want to make that, like, that passage of time thing work you can totally make it work and they didn't in this right flux makes a cute little quip about him looking like his non-existent wife threw him out um and then calls porthos a, a buggle <laughs> baggle or some shit he like that he calls him a buggle a, a muggle <laughs> a muggle porthos is utterly <laughs> unable to do magic he just is magic um Aww. so ahab asks about pets in denobula or on Denobula, and uh, there's le- he says there's lemurs, but lemurs are not even close to a dog. Like, what? Le- lemurs are primates, for fuck's sake. Yeah, but um, I mean, and he, d- he is like, uh, yeah, closest thing is that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Fucking, it's got fur and a tail. Uh. And he said most have one head. That's <laughs> uh, such a good line. <laughs> That's a good That's line. That's really good. <laughs> most have one head. <laughs> That's... That's fantastic. I love the way he says it, too. Billingsley's so good in this episode. Give him the Hugo. Maybe that's what they were thinking. Yeah. Either him or the dog. Uh, (laughs) Because he really is excellent in this. Yeah. Um, Even though, well, don't give it to the dog, because the dog had a stunt dog from, like, here on out. (laughs) It's It's just a stuffed animal. (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, it's not even a real dog. It's just a stuffed animal. You know what it looks like? Uh uh, I've recommended on the show before as a non-Trek recommendation at the end of the show. Uh, the show nailed it. Right. And they'll make these cakes that look like all kind of stuff. It, yeah. At a distance, it kind of, no, you know what? Up close. It yeah. looks more like the way that they do those super detailed cakes. It looks yeah. like a yeah. beagle cake <laughs> inside of that aquarium thing with the arms where you can reach into. That's awesome. Thought. Flox is going to slice into it and serve a slice of <laughs> beagle cake. It was going to be red velvet. Oh, <laughs> it is a cellular peptide cake with mint frosting. We learn a lot about Flox in this episode. And the first thing we learn is that the motherfucker has six degrees in interspecies veterinary medicine. Also in dentistry, hematology, botanical pharma- pharmacology, and we find out more later. Love it. <laughs> so awesome. I mean, fucking A. If you could live for a super long time, 
how much of it would you spend in school? I think at some point I'd go Ooh. back. Yeah. But but I, I think I'd just do one thing and then be like, all right, you know. Yeah. Af- get bored with it after a few decades and then do something else and right. do that for a few decades. Right. I, I've, I've always had a lot of trouble with school because I changed schools so often and it, it just really kind of fucked my education real bad so I might go back for that reason to like learn how to study and learn learn better methods and stuff but I really hate class I hate sitting in class I hate homework I hate grades I hate all of that I love to learn on my own you know if you just give me a book and about something and and I want to learn it and I'll sit down and learn it but I hate class. If you put me in a math class or like, you know, a chemistry class, I'm just going to melt down and start screaming. The Ted Bundy case remains one of the most fascinating true crime stories ever told. Now the encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy murders is on Audible and downloading it supports this show. The Encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy Murders by Kevin Sullivan. Available now on Audible. Speaking of things we learn about Phlox, mm-hmm. uh, we learned that he has tiger stripe toenails. Ah, yeah, those are really fucked up. <laughs> oh. That's fantastic. Archer tries to go to sleep, which, you know, come on, man. Yeah. You're, you're freaked out about the dog. You're not going to sleep anyway. Yeah, yeah. Being nearer the dog is going to make it worse. Totally. Totally. But, you know, this is Archer. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, fine. Anyway, so he gets woken up by this kind of noise. Yeah. He gets up and he goes to see that Flox is like shaving his long, freakish tiger stripe toenails. <laughs> Just and gleefully doing so. Yeah, and oh yeah, and he's he's like putting them into a little dish, and he's like, oh, they grow really fast, and you know I have to do it at least every two weeks, and then he feeds them to one of the pets. <laughs> the pet is like, you know, and like all happy about it, and I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> such a great touch. Oh, oh, and then he feeds here, yeah, and then he feeds it to the pet. Put it down, put it down, put it down. He feeds it to a little creature, and with the creatures in the. Flocks uh, Bay, uh, they're still doing the thing uh, until later uh, in this episode yeah. where you don't see it. You just kind of like, right. it's just, you just a cage. see like plastic plants rustling. Yeah. <laughs> Good old fashioned, old timey effects. I yeah. love that. It's love it. Ne- it's never going to age badly. It's always great. I wonder if that was a Billingsley idea, you know, that he clips his toenails and then feeds it to one of the pets <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised because he's really funny yeah i'd love that yeah and then we get some more gross evolutions from flocks you know like like they show him like cleaning his tongue he unrolls this like turbo gene simmons tongue <laughs> exactly exactly Ooh. that cg so looks gross. like shit that, it does. that didn't age great no it does it did, did not it did not but then Ahab is woken up again by all the animals going crazy at feeding time. And he's so fucking rude. Yeah. And he pretty much just kind of forced himself in there. He's sleeping in sleep ba- in, in Flock's Bay. Like, that's his room. You're, you're being a dick by being like, what's going on? Was it was just like, I'm, I'm sleeping in here now. It's, uh, okay. okay uh, grab a bed. <laughs> he was nice to you. I don't sleep, asshole. We've established <laughs> this. I don't sleep. <laughs> Yeah. Except for like, you know, a few days a year. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? I just, oh, fucking hell. 
So Ahab leaves and goes to the gym. And the first thing when you when he walks into the gym, the first thing you see is one of those things that you strap yourself into and it spins in like all directions. Yeah. What the fuck is that for? (laughs) How is that in any way useful? What are those called, like Gravitron or something? I think so. Something like that. But it's like you spin in like in 360 in all directions. It's just like, yeah. And I'm just like. Gyrotron something. <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. But yeah, it's what the fuck is the point of that? It makes no logical sense. Why is this here? Because it's on the television well, show. forget it. I'm not doing it. Those were like a, a ride sort of when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Like you'd get in it and you start moving around and go, uh, you spin you around upside down and sideways Uh and whatever. And and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Is that an exercise? I I can't imagine how. If you're going to have that there, have it way in the background and have somebody be in it. Yes. Like they're kind of blurry. You can't see, but you're sitting there going, like, is that one of those things from the fair? (laughs) Is that, hold on, to where it's just back there and like whirring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But it being like pretty up close. Oh, the, uh, like the first thing you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First thing. It's so yeah. distracting. It's so it weird. Is. It's bad. This is the first we've seen or heard of uh, a gym there. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that thing, and <laughs> the two <laughs> treadmills. <laughs> treadmills. Yeah. I guess that's it. There's the gym. <laughs> We tried. <laughs> you have a gym now, 80 people. I mean, you can't see the whole thing, so you assume it's bigger, I guess, yeah, is the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of the storage rooms or whatever, and then they just mm-hmm. put a couple of, like modern day, like right now, not futuristic looking no, at exa- all, exactly. treadmills. Yeah. <laughs> And when he so when he goes in, Tapal is running on a treadmill in a different skin tight bodysuit. Yeah, Ugh, whatever. So he decides to run at the same speed. Then she speeds up, and then he does. And he's he's basically competing with her, which is so pathetic. It really is. He just <sighs> keeps losing me. It's it's like yeah yeah, kill them all if Portos dies, and now I'm gonna get in a dick measuring contest <laughs> with my with first Tapal. officer. Yeah. So fucking weird but as they're doing this they're having this like argument yeah and she's completely fucking right of course where she's like you care more and you're thinking more about the dog and letting the dog run around Mm -hmm. these uptight asshole people's planets and you know they're gonna they're easily offended instead of first prioritizing let's get the thingy that we need and then Mm -hmm. maybe let the dog run around i don't know right right he just generally acts like someone with low blood sugar who's also a bitch. <laughs> you know? Ugh. <laughs> She's smarter than everybody on that ship put together. It's like watching the Flash carry a bag of turtles. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's a good image. <laughs> <laughs> Why Why is it that when he speeds up the thing and he keeps making it go faster and faster, yeah. he doesn't move any faster? I noticed that too, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like not moving they're his trying body to faster. imply 
that he's going fa- you know he's competing with her and he's going faster but he doesn't actually go any faster it's real it's pretty here's, bad here's the thing she is like she's yeah. doing it like she's yeah. physically doing that work and also not expressing any emotion right like, outwardly she's able to pull that off he's like you know throwing a temper tantrum <laughs> and can't escalate like the physical movement yeah but <laughs> that sucks i'm sorry bacula but that sucks like yeah yeah. God, she makes him look like a fucking chump in this. It's true. Not just the character, but like the actor too. <laughs> it's she's true. Just wrecking him. Yeah. Yeah. I hate this scene, but she's so good in it. Consistently impressive. Um, so Hoshi calls to Paul and tells her that the Kratassans have given the list of demands, you know, this this ritual or whatever. And she's like, You're not gonna believe what's on it. And then she, uh Ahab is like, I don't know, you know, and she's like, oh, shit. This was so weak. This could have been so much better. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if she calls in and she's talking to her, you know, hopefully friend now, they don't have to be like, you know, at each other like I think so. Earlier. I think, I think at this point they have given them enough screen time to give to show that the friendship. Plus, I, I don't think Hoshi would have said anything like that. Like, you're not going to believe blah, blah, blah. Unless they were friends. Oh, it's fun. It's fun to be friends with friends. Oh, it's fun. It's fun to be friends with friends. I don't think that we've gotten to see much of that on screen. No. The two of them getting along. Yeah. uh, That sort of thing. It's a little tough to do when you refuse to give Hoshi much screen time. Mm -hmm. And then also, to Paul, being a Vulcan can't emote. Right. Right. Can only do the sort of (laughs) subtle... Subtle stuff, Old yeah. Spock shit, you know. Yeah. The way that the way that he used to. Um, I feel like this could have been so much better mm-hmm. if she got, if Hoshi's like the captain is gonna have to wear this thing and it's gonna look hilarious on him and then and he's like, what's it look like? And, he's, and she's like, ah, oh, Gaga, the it's fine, <laughs> whatever. She just gets tongue tied or something. Yeah, it could have been a lot better. Definitely. Yeah, it was weak definitely. as shit. That that's that would be a great like awkward laugh moment like that's mm-hmm. what a blown opportunity. Brandon and Braga are basically the the writers for blown opportunities. Absolutely, that's their whole mo, you know. Um, so they go to the bridge, and he becomes even more of an arrogant prick because the demands are weird and mean something to the other culture. You know, oh well, I thought this would be worse, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, and then, yeah all right, yeah. and fine, <laughs> and then walks out. She does get a good line. They're both looking at the demands. She's like, "Do we even have a chainsaw?" <laughs> the two of them are looking at it, and then that's the line you get. Which it's, I, I like that. That's, that's that was good. good. That was a good one. She delivers it all right too. Yeah. There was something I noticed though. Um, so at, at that point, we had the the timestamp thing, or a mm-hmm. little bit before that. It's midnight, boutish. Mm-hmm. Why is Hoshi um, at work? Uh, great question. Great what are question. Hoshi's hours? Yeah. <laughs> For someone stacking that much overtime, why doesn't she get any fucking screen time? Yeah. Then it's next scene is we're back in Flocks Bay. It's 1.30 a.m. And all the alarms wake him up. And Porthos is in anaphylactic shock. But not moving. But not moving. Well, no. But, uh, but that doesn't, it's not totally necessary. People can go into anaphylactic shock and be unconscious and not move. 
I don't know, wiggle the puppet or whatever. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Some, Fully agree. Something tiny. Oh, God. You know what would have been so fucking heartbreaking is like little tiny twitches. That might be why they didn't do it. Oh, yeah. Maybe they tried it. They were like, ah, that's, that's Ooh, too that's fucked too up. that's too much. <laughs> or it was too obvious when you wiggle the the puppet stuffed animal thing or whatever (laughs) that it's a puppet stuffed animal thing right they get porthos stabilized and flox is going to try a different treatment fortunately there are solutions for example crystal meth has been shown to be very effective and then he asks about the crotassins and ahab rants about him having to make a fool of himself doing some ritual all where porthos is on death's door i'm thinking you're making plenty of a fool of yourself just fine you don't have to nobody has to ask you to do anything this was one of those scenes where i was just torn like yeah i mean i get it fuck them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's no winners here everyone here sucks yeah, that's true it's auburn versus alabama here <laughs> just fuck these people <laughs> sorry oh, i don't know dear. pick your pick your favorite rivalry listener you're actually rooting for the clothes <laughs> When you get right down to it. And it's during this while he's ranting and he's, and he's stomping. He's doing yeah. the archer stomp move and, and yep. the, the, the head shake and everything. That Flox goes into shrink mode. Yeah. And it turns out he has a degree in psychiatry. <laughs> <laughs> to the surprise of no one. <laughs> and he starts going, hmm. Well, why does Paul like, calling you an idiot bother you so much basically right right why are you so concerned with her opinion of you he's like well because she's my science officer and 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 stuff and 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 blah 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 and and which you know is true yeah absolutely yeah of course it makes sense absolutely but uh flox is kind of like like chin stroking and he's like how long has it been for you I hate this so much. What aspect of it? Bringing back departure. Oh, it's... Like, I thought we were done with mm-hmm. any suggestion of departure. I thought maybe we were setting up Trip and yeah. T'Pol maybe, or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just literally anything but departure. Like, Yeah, no shit. No, yeah, not indeed. this. It's terrible. It's terrible. But he's just like, no, shut up, whatever. And then he tries to go to sleep. He had just been at the gym and like running. Um, uh-huh. Can you can you sleep uh, sweaty? If I've, if I've cooled down and maybe changed clothes, sure. I just, I just can't. I'm like, nah, sweated earlier today. Gonna be a shower. Like Gotta last shower. night, I was up way too late for a work night, and uh, I was just like, "Nope, still need a shower." Yeah. Before I go to bed, because oh my god, there's nothing better than being like completely clean and fresh out the shower and getting into clean sheets. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Agreed. But I mean, if you're sweaty and like worried and anxious, completely stressed out, like yeah, that's why not... even lay down? <laughs> yeah. Or tell flocks, hey, um. Hit me with a hypo spray that makes me go to sleep. Why doesn't that ever Indeed. come up at all? That would Why doesn't nice. Flux just sneak over and go, all right, now you're yeah. going to sleep? <laughs> shut that time, up. Captain. Maybe you'll shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing you, bitch. Back on the bridge, the uh, almost Johnny Depp level costumed Cretassins 
are offended that the ship hasn't changed their time to the time at the capital city. Something they didn't know. How the fuck are they supposed to know that? It's it's really dumb because honestly, anytime there's realistic meeting between actual cultures, either side will study each other's cultures. And I think it's just absolutely ridiculous that they that this, you know, even fake species is expecting them to know that. They're trying to kill all sympathy in this script for definitely for these Kratassins. Yeah. But then also for Archer, because he's just being such a dick. Yeah. And so you're just sitting here just feeling exhausted. Exactly. And the only times you feel any relief from like, oh, fucking hell, mm-hmm. is when T'Pol or Flox are on, on screen, screen and talking. Yeah. But even yeah. then, they're dealing with one of these two people, either the mm-hmm. Kratassin jerk guy uh, or... Who I think is Admiral Admiral uh, Pushover, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. It, it's him in all that makeup. So yep. that, that's that's kind of awesome. Uh, and he plays the part well. Um, he does. He's great. I should at say it. just being the stuffy, like, oh, well, why don't you do everything that we want? Uh-huh. And wh- wh- why aren't? Why don't you have all of our manners? Right. So, <laughs> so they they just come across as just awful. This episode is fucking exhausting. It is. It is, and that's why I don't like it. Um, poor Hoshi, she's the ship's receptionist. Boo. At 2 a.m. At Boo. 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. That's when this is. She's the uh-huh. re- not just she's the receptionist. She's the 24-hour receptionist. <laughs> yeah. When uh. the fuck does she sleep? Yeah. What are her hours? Uh-huh. Someone call her union rep. <laughs> <laughs> this job sucks. So back in Flox Bay, Flox is wakes Ahab up again, swearing in Denobulan and chasing like sort of a little white bat with a net. Was it white or blue? I can't, I, I well, was... I'm I'm going with white simply because the uh, anytime it was in any kind of close up shots, there was a blue light. Oh, uh, okay. It may have been blue, but I'm kind of just extrapolating no no you're fine so they're trying to you know capture this adorable little bat and ahab has a net and flocks had made like a like a paper predator to like scare it into the net um (laughs) that that origami is great it is it is somebody on set made that for the for the show yeah that art Um, department had fun that day like oh oh, it's just a giant origami thing and it's just like It attacks Phlox and Ahab spills some of some kind of goo all over Phlox. And he's John Billingsy is so fantastic. He, the, my favorite part is is when Ahab acts, you know, he's like, is that stuff poisonous? You know, the, all the goo that's all over him. And Phlox just tastes it and goes, nah, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's a good part. It's really good. The way this was shot, like, could have been funnier. Like, it's like yeah. they were going to do a slapstick thing and then just right. pulled back. And it's like, nah, just go for it. Yeah. You're doing yeah. an episode with 24's format uh, about the, the sick dog. And then uh, he's going to have to do, just go for it. Just yeah. get wacky. This this is going to be a wacky episode. It's okay. DS9 played baseball. You can right. just do a weird off episode uh-huh. once in a while. It's totally fine. Like, we're okay with it as fans. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the original series. How many times did they have some kind of weird, wacky episode? Oh, you know, God, the, all the, the Tribble episode. The you know, anytime Harry Mud showed up. You know, I mean, there was all kinds of funny little things like that. So yeah, it's go ahead and be silly. Don't let be silly. Hoshi walks in and just catches the CGI bat when it flies <laughs> at her. That's amazing. Fantastic from her. Yeah. It just flies at her and she catches it. She goes, oh no, what are they trying to do to you? (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. It's like one of her best uh, bits that she's gotten to do on the show at all. Absolutely. Just before she catches it, though, they're still talking like as they're trying to catch the thing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of of hound dogs, his his nose is bringing him down this this path. And he's just like, hmm, you know... um, we need to talk more about this you need to get laid thing. Right. <laughs> you have a boner for T'Pol, and he yeah. just keeps bringing it up, and Archer's like, got a net in his off. hand, and he's like, he's like, no, no, there's no, there's no sexual attraction. Which, I mean, just like, don't even say that. When, I mean, she looks like a supermodel. Like, your brain's yeah. going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just what, be like, and, okay, she's good looking, but whatever. I but, got a yeah. job, and this is not, you know, whatever like that. But mm-hmm. If you just straight up go like, there's no sexual attraction, as if she's like your sister or something. Yeah. Now we know you're lying. Yeah. That kind of denial is just, what's the word, transparent. Yeah. And Flox's next line isn't like, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be good. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been great. Are you serious? Like, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? She looks like a fucking supermodel. <laughs> Archer tries to go to sleep again, and then there's this horrible, horrible, horrible oh, God. dream sequence that he has. Even though it's horrible, Phlox is still funny. Phlox is still good <laughs> in this, where they're at a funeral for Porthos, yeah. right? And Flox is given the eulogy. He's given the eulogy and he has the little, the priest collar on. Yeah. It's fantastic. And the way it's shot is like sort of up at him because yeah. they just, they don't want you to miss that they put Flox as the the minister <laughs> at the yeah. funeral. Yeah. And he and he's like, oh, poor, poor those. Uh. He was always willing to give a paw to whoever needed help. <laughs> Yeah. And he's talking, and as he's talking, like, T'Pol, like, gets all close on Archer, and it's raining, of course, because if you're going to have epic funeral, it's raining. Not just, like, a drizzle. Like, it's pouring rain. <laughs> there is no reason for it to be raining this heavily. Symbolically, he has no umbrella, but she does, because yeah. he's just yeah. drenched in sadness. And then she's just, like, like sidles up on him and, like, grabs his hand, and he's like, oh, my God, let's bone. And then as he's saying this, as he's uh, looking at her, Phlox, who's doing the eulogy, just starts doing the dialogue (laughs) from what he said earlier. Yeah, Yeah. which I don't know if they did it like there or if they thought of it later and like spliced it in. Right. Because that'd be pretty cool. It's actually a pretty cool idea. Um, it is. It is. We're just going like uh, two people might uh, be in close proximity to each other. Uh, <laughs> get a boner for, her. especially when oh. she looks like that. I mean, dear God! <laughs> in the in this dream sequence, this is the only appearance of Milk Toast and Reed. Oh my God! I didn't even see them there. Yeah. Now yeah. I feel guilty for not noticing them. It's like a split second. Oh my fucking! God. You see the two of them, and that's it. Like they are not in the episode at all. Otherwise, just give them the week off. Yeah, no they don't have to come Force in them and to come in and be in a terrible dream sequence. <laughs> I mean, at least they didn't have to get into full makeup. I always felt bad True. for Armin Shimmerman and DS Nine when he'd have to do hours of makeup just to yeah. do like you know two lines, like one uh, little bit. 
Uh-huh. And then, all right, uh, go home for the okay. day. You got yeah. here at 4 a.m. to put all that <laughs> shit on. <laughs> I always feel oh. bad for actors when they just have a little bit bar uh, under underneath just like 10 pounds of oh, latex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it must smell so gross because, you know, oh. they reuse it over and over again. It's not like they, you know, make new latex every time. Oh, so gross. When it was a wrap on Rene Aubergeonois as Odo, mm-hmm. he took the, ripped the thing off and just like tossed it to somebody you know like mm-hmm. Berman or or no to Iris Stephen Bear he just yeah. tossed it to Iris Stephen Bear and just was, was like <laughs> <laughs> never putting that on again <laughs> I don't need you anymore so the dream sequence continues which oh god and we're back in the first scene with the blue light gel rubbing thing and this time Ahab and T'Pol have to stay in the room and this is when Hoshi picks up Porthos and I'm super jealous um, and we get to see T'Pol's incredibly bony, thin looking back. And it's a sexy rubbing scene. And Flux's voice is on the speaker asking him why T'Pol's opinion is so important to him and asks him how long it's been. You know, <laughs> it's really funny. Thankfully, he wakes up. Two interesting things in the dream sequence, mm-hmm. uh, both of which are audio. One, as we talked about the looping back of the earlier mm-hmm. uh, dialogue. Yeah. And then, too, if you notice, this is actually worth going back and, and, and watching. Uh, listen for the music. Mm-hmm. The music in this scene is very original series. Yes, I did notice that, actually. Yeah. All the horny scenes in TOS, and my God, there are a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> I think we there forget, is. because I yeah. think that the least rewatched series after Enterprise is probably original series. Yeah, for uh, for know, a lot of fans, yeah. Yeah, for people that are that are watching streaming uh, video and everything. But my God, the original series is horny as fuck. Extremely. If <laughs> they got away with everything they could, you know, in 1967 or whatever, yeah. in 68. Yeah, but anytime Kirk was like, oh my, oh, hey there. <laughs> the music that was very, very similar to what you hear uh, in the blue light scene is yeah. on. And it's yep. subtle. Like, it's it's kind of genius mm-hmm. the way that they did it because it's not a direct, like, oh, let's just pull the audio. It's not, let's re-record the song. What they did was original, but it has these echoes of it, and it's awesome. It's really, really smart. Mm-hmm. I do want to give huge credit to uh, to the, the composer in this episode, mm-hmm. which, who is, let's see, who is that? Bail Bailargian. Bailargian? <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. Of course it's going to be one that's hard to pronounce. Uh-huh. Okay. So all credit to uh, apparently Paul Bailargian. I hope I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Eh, eh. Anyway. God damn it. Holy fuck. <sighs> Hang on a second. So he tells Flocks that he dreamed Porthos died, which is bullshit. I can tell that's not all because of the raging motor you have in <laughs> those shorts, Captain. Indeed. Entirely medical. It's uh, nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> so Ahab tells the story of how he got Porthos. Um, he dated a girl whose mother had an awesome beagle. And when that beagle had a litter, he got one of the dogs or one of the puppies. Um, and he's always had dogs. And Flox says his people don't keep pets. 
Ahab's confused. He's like, what about the lemur? And he's like, oh, yeah, their kidneys are delicious. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is actually a, a decent little mini monologue from mm-hmm. uh, from Bacula. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the only parts of the episode where he's sympathetic. Yes. And it's not really so <laughs> yes. much about him as it is the dog. The dog. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> even then we have to deflect a little to... Yeah. But he has a cute dog, so uh, he can't be all bad, right? Right, right. Creating this show isn't easy or cheap, so please sign up at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. You can leave a quick five-star review on iTunes. Send the show link to a Trekkie you know today. Thank you for all your support. Paul brings them food. And he finally a, kind of a kind of apologizes to her for being such a dickhead. And then he slips and says breast instead of best. Oh, my fucking God. And the first time it's funny. But then when he again does it and says lips instead of list, that's too much. I thought it was too much the first time because... I mean, it's both too much, but it kind of is a little, you know, it's amusing the first time. The second time it's ridiculous. I, I I was just like, oh, he's doing the Chevy Chase bit. Mm-hmm. I think it was Christmas. Was it Christmas Vacation where he does that? Yeah, I think so. He goes to, he goes to a store or something, and there's like a hawker working, and he's like, oh boy, it's it's sure nipply out there, uh, right? Nippy out there. more dad humor. Fuck me. <laughs> I, I I just I hated that, and I'm not even trying to be like puritan about it. I was just like, oh. no, no. It, it it's been done, and I just immediately went to like, yeah, from the vacation movies. This is a Chevy right. Chase bit. <laughs> it sucks. Like, don't get baculated to do Chevy Chase. What is- <laughs> she does. She does give him a really good, like, oh Jesus, kind of look. You know, she's like, she gives yeah. him like a whatever, man. You know, kind of look. And Flox calls them Polarian slips instead of Freudian slips, which I thought was really <laughs> a good little world building kind of thing. After the first one that he does. Flox walks between them. He's like eating a sack and goes, uh. He does some kind of little bit there, like, yeah. I want to address the fact that it's three o'clock in the morning or whatever, and T'Pol is just like up and like bringing food. One who in the kitchen is working because they have a they have a full blown kitchen, yeah, instead of just the the replicators. So, what are chefs' hours? Uh-huh. What are T'Pol's hours? Because well, do Vulcans have a, a we don't need to sleep much thing? I don't think oh, that yeah. that's been established. No, has it, it has. It has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not. They can go to sleep every night, but they don't have to. Okay. All right. Um, and I'm a, the only thing I, I mean, first of all, there are 24 hour shifts. You know, there may not be as many people going, you know, doing work during the night, but there are they are available 24 7 but it's the same people like i know who, that's who not that's not right is the comms officer during the day <laughs> if hoshi is working in the middle of the night like who yeah. is the comms officer in the yeah. fucking daytime because we've only seen the one which is hoshi work hard or die trying girl i could understand trip being weirdly workaholic like he'd wake up in the middle of the night and be like my engines i want to check the plasma injectors yeah you, you know just i i could absolutely see that with him totally yeah. makes sense yeah i've been drinking four loco all day and uh, <laughs> god damn it i just gotta clean me the, the warp manifold 
but Hoshi, no, nah, I don't, uh, nah. I yeah. get the feeling that when Hoshi clocks out, she, she, she's she, done. She's like me. She's done. When you clock, I clock out, and the last thing I think about all day is work. Yeah, that's absolutely. It, you know, I, I just, I've, I, I don't know why I picture that for Hoshi, but I do. Yeah. Then again, when she went to uh, Ryza, whatever, she was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna do more translating shit. So maybe that's not it. Maybe that's maybe I'm wrong there. It's not like she's translating anything. No, she's not. Because they have already figured out this part, this you know, this language or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, none of this shit works. It is broken. That's the thing, though. We've been complaining that she doesn't get enough screen time, and when she does, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm glad she gets the screen time. Like we want more Oshi. But why is she at work? So an alarm goes off and Phlox says that Porthos, is, his immune system has recovered, but his pituitary gland has all but disintegrated, which is crazy sounding, but whatever. So he's going to transplant a lizard pituitary gland into Porthos. And he's really upset about it because this lizard is helpful in treating respiratory infections. Uh, yeah, well, I think they said it was a chameleon. Right, um, right. Which, which, which. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be pedantic about, oh. but like, there's, there's a bit that he does later on uh-huh. uh, because specifically because it's a chameleon, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He says something about it. Um, secretes a thing that they can mm-hmm. use as a, as a, a neurotoxin cure. I don't know something, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh well, I guess we lose this because you love your dog. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so then they fill a giant bucket. To put Porthos in so that it minimizes the shock to Porthos's pulmonary system. Yeah, shit's wild. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to drown my dog? And and, and Plox is like, only for an hour, you know? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good line. That's really good. In this scene, just like in the one where they're chasing the bat... Um, mm-hmm. it's handheld. It's not chaos yeah. handheld, yeah. but it's like yeah. enough to where it's a little, you know, urgency. Yeah, urgency. There you go. That's that's the word. <laughs> Archer starts going like, "What? You're going to drown the dog? What are you going And then and then you're going to put a a, a chameleon uh, thing in his head and it, what, 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 you never done this before and it's just like, "What's the other option that you came up with?" I don't yeah. know. Like Right, right. The whole yeah. thing is keep him alive, right? Fuck face like yeah. look, that, what do you think Flox is doing? I don't know. He's being a dick. He's, he does shame the hell out of Ahab because he's like, I may have understood underestimated the bond with your subservient quadruped. You go ahead and make the decision about what to do. I don't blame Flox for being a little like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, not at all. I'd have been a lot ruder than, than Flox. Flox is just being kind of like, not quite passive aggressive, mm-hmm. but cutting a little bit. Yeah, it's he's just, just like, he's just trying to snap him at sa- snap him out of it a little bit. Yeah. The doctor is the one person that the captain kind of has to back off of a little mm-hmm. bit. That's, mm-hmm. you know, long established and all that, but Flox is just too nice of a guy to be like to t- like Bones would just be like snap out of it, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> you know he would. We come back from commercial because even on Netflix that there is still like a black space in between acts they show the dead chameleon on the table which is like i don't remember seeing that before the first time i watched it and i was like "Ooh, oh man oh my god i missed that both times yeah yeah they actually like the first scene they're showing like his little um you know a little table with all his instruments on it and there's like a 
a, a body of a big chameleon sitting there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I missed that completely. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, you should look at it because it's really interesting the way the way they showed it and everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, shit. I love their surgery suits. I love what they're oh, wearing. Yeah. This. yeah. It's very 50s sci-fi. Like, it's not quite <laughs> it's... as shimmery as, like, a lot of 50s sci-fi, right. like, one-piece things. But it's like a, it snaps up the back, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of like a gray-ish. Sort of plasticky looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. No masks, which you know, no. okay, well, you know, yeah. your your actors are working. It's you know, whatever. Yeah, but it looks good. I, I like mm-hmm. the 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 costume change there. I kind of enjoy the surgery because it's just basically like there's a hole in Porthos's head, and he just like puts in the gland, and then like and then later on you see him like stapling it up, and all of this is done in like a vat of like goldish brownish water. I think that that choice, that color, was very um, purposeful. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking about it. If you do it blue, you it looks like a back-to-tank from Star Wars. So you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Um, but doing it in amber in 2001 is brilliant because you're only a few years out from Jurassic Park, which was, you know, phenomenon. It's just a massive, massive film. Uh, and... It really reminded me of like the um, insect suspended in amber. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of image. And I, yeah. especially at that time, I think if you did that now, it wouldn't ring that bell quite as hard. But True. back then, absolutely. Totally. You, your brain just goes to Jurassic Park. Oh, he's preserved. Yeah. He's, he's fine. Yeah, I never thought about that because I, I was never a huge Jurassic Park fan, but that's, that's dead on. I don't believe it. Ahab is telling... Uh, Flocks about his dream, and he's like, "What am I supposed to? What am I gonna do?" And a Flocks is like, "Don't tell her, and don't talk to her about it." And I'm like, and he was like, "Just be aware of it." And I was like, "Thank you. That is really good advice." Yeah, you don't need to act on every little crush and every little sexual attraction you have. Just f- fucking chill out. Fucking Rick Berman writing this. Oh God. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that Rick Berman helped write that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of put that out there. Just yep. let that sit. Had the balls to say that. I'm just going to leave that alone. I'm mm-hmm. just going to let that sit right there. <laughs> what? I mean, what the fuck, man? It just came off of like being a complete asshole to Terry Farrell a couple years before that. Mm-hmm. Oh, to like all of the women. All of the female actors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Specifically, though, I'm thinking of Terry Farrell because oh, yeah. like... There was all this anger at her for wanting to leave or just kind of be on the show part time while she did a couple other things, you know, for like regular television. Like every actor wants to be on regular television. Yeah. They don't want to do genre television. I mean, some do. Mm-hmm. But like for the most part, you you want to be on regular CBS TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you know what I mean? I understood it to be that she was just asking to discuss her salary because all of the other actors were getting paid more than she was and actors, not actresses. And she just wanted to discuss it with somebody. It was the seventh season. She just wanted to talk about it. And it was automatically like, instead of making a meet, you know, doing a meeting with her, they just said, take it or leave it. And if you leave it, you're fired. Yeah. But like they were being assholes to her. 
Absolutely. Like during during that, like people that worked for Berman just walking up and going like, like if you weren't here, you'd be working at Kmart. Yeah. And shit like yeah. that. And I'm just like, somebody channeled something into rage. Yeah. And I think Berman might be working through that in this script. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe unconsciously. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe subconsciously. Yeah. I don't really know. Just, I don't know. Just a thought I had. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's a good thought. It's a good thought about a bad person <laughs> in a bad situation. Terry Farrell is so cool. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's amazing. Yeah. Rick Perman can go to hell. Oh, no, no. So Ahab asks uh, Flocks if he if Porthos will need like a special diet or something. And he says, well, you may have trouble finding him because he'll have the ability to blend into the background. When, when he's scared, I think he said when he's scared, he'll yeah. blend into the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Archer thinks he's totally serious for a second. And goes, I did, You're too. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I did, too. I was like, oh, that's going to be so cool. Porthos is going to have a superpower. <laughs> Like yes, <laughs> Porthos is gonna be like, like, like can do like a predator effect. <laughs> <laughs> you just see this weird like, like walking down the hall. Like oh, there goes the dog. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be so cool. Oh my god, but but the the dry humor of like Flocks being like yes, I am. You know, was was really good. He sort of does a weird laugh, like he goes huh. Yeah, he after does. that, and he I does. love that. I love that because there's no reason to believe that every species would laugh the same. It's true. So we get to know more about him. Um, he talks about having three wives, and each of those three wives has two husbands besides him. Forty. I, I don't really understand this. A total of 720 relationships, 42 of which have romantic possibilities. I'm confused about that. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't it. get that. But he has five children, so there's 31 people in his immediate family. Um, and he, Ahab's like, oh, you must miss them. He says he has two daughters in medicine, a son who's an artist, but he doesn't get along with his two youngest sons. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. You know, him just yeah. being such like a warm, wholesome guy. Mm-hmm. It just makes you go like, wait, wait. So what's the deal with the two younger sons? Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Yeah. You can't help but start kind of creating like a thing in your mind. Like, oh, yeah. Well, he's like a really nice, wholesome guy. What if they're like, you know, criminals? I don't know. What right, right, they're, right. They're like skeezy scam artists or something. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he says he's happy to be where he is, which is really a nice, it's really nice to hear that from that character because he is so foreign, you know, to, I mean, he's, a, he's an alien. You know, and he's not just, he's not even a Vulcan. We've seen Vulcans, we're familiar with Vulcans, but he's a Denobulan, which we've never seen before. So it's really just a nice moment for Phlox. And that he is ludicrously overqualified yeah, for the job. shit. And he's still like, <laughs> oh, this is cool. I'm good with this. I like it. Like you would think somebody like him with that much background as long as he's lived, which we don't get hard numbers on. No, we don't. Uh, but... You know, we assume he's lived a, a very long time already and mm-hmm. will continue to live a whole a very long time after this. You would assume that he would just be kind of bored yeah. of stuff like this. But mm-hmm. no, he's having a good time. He's, mm-hmm. he's doing all right. 
Well, he's he's generally a very happy person, you know, which it's it's nice to see. Happy, 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 happy. This is where everything kind of comes together. Ahab apologizes for being such an asshole, which is like amazing to see. Um, and Phlox tells him that to Paul told him Ahab was incapable of apologizing. And, you know, you, you see like kind of the light bulb moment, you know, over Ahab's head and everything. What have I done? I love the way that the camera kind of slowly turns. Like, it's not like a spinning camera. Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. the way that it's just slowly moving. Um, mm-hmm. There's Around the two of them. There's some good directoral, like, camera work mm-hmm. with this episode. I, I do want to point that out, even though overall, mm-hmm. like, I just kind of was like, ah, be over already at, you <laughs> know, by this point. This was a, a, a bright spot in it, was yeah. his scene here. I just wish he had, you know, given more acting directing, as in tone down the ridiculous amount of anger. Like, you're you're sitting there going, does Ahab need, like, some medication or something? Like, he's such an asshole through all of this. Yeah. And the thing about it is, like, you want to compare him to, like, Picard. Because Picard, in this situation, will be like, well, this is a difficult, you know, more difficult species than normal. You know? I mean, but instead he's like, I don't like it. You know? And I'm like, this is terrible he just has no dignity exactly yes he has exactly no he has, he has no, no chill and no di- dignity yeah <laughs> <sighs> it's like you know kirk had the swagger and all that mm-hmm. stuff like that and it's like they shot for swagger and mm-hmm. just landed on brat yeah you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My daddy built this engine and I get to do what I want with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> so the the next scene is a really nice matte painting of the Kratassan city. And it's pretty cool. It's it's very pretty. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. It could be Star Trek or Star, Star Wars universe, really. It could could be either, but it's very pretty. I thought it was it was pretty Star Trek. Um, mm-hmm. Just an updated version, really, of the old matte paintings that we mm-hmm. always got for establishing shots of, and now we're on the planet. Right. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. This is, yeah. Okay, now we have the CG and we can d- show some ships moving around and stuff. And Yeah, yeah. It, it looks fine. It looks better than... Some of the other CG shots in this episode. Yeah. Flox's tongue. Jesus. I, that's that was so unnecessary. <laughs> I liked I liked the idea. Yeah. I think if they'd have done it practically somehow, yeah. Yeah. it would have been awesome. Like we would all <laughs> still love it. <laughs> so we see Tapal, Trip, and Hoshi next to some Kratassans with with Ahab in front of them dressed in like some cretacin you know some hair stuff you know some stuff in his hair and like some paint on his back and his front um he's no no shirt on and he's doing some kind of log ritual (laughs) like he cuts a slice of log and then puts it into a pattern on the floor and all, he has to, like, speak Kratassin and do all these arm movements and everything. And he, like, fucks it up for a second and then does it again. And, you know, the Kratassins are happy. I love that he had to check the iPad real quick. Like, oh, wait, should I missed a thing? Yeah. And he, and he, he puts <laughs> down the like thing. I did like that part, and, yeah. And it, because 
at no point have we seen him try to memorize this stuff or anything like that. Right. So exactly. it, w- it would have been like, come on. Like, how yeah. did he learn the fucking ritual thing? That fast. He was up all night and he didn't touch. The- he didn't. He barely looked at it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, all he really saw was like list of demands because mm-hmm. we spent the whole time with him. Yep. So when would he have memorized that? So I'm glad that that they kept that in. That was actually really, really smart yeah. to have him like check the thing and go, oh, fucker, hold on. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> Let me do that part again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're back to the, the ship and uh, to Paul and Ahab are in his office and they got the new plasma injector and it's super, super nice. And they even were given two spare plasma injectors. <laughs> Yay! We got Yay. the thing! Yay! Yay! Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's so... Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. We got the injectors, guys! We got them! We got the spare parts! <laughs> yeah. We did it! Yay! Very good! We're in the ready room, and um, the only reaction possible to this scene... Is to just slowly curl into a ball <laughs> and cry and like grit your teeth and just go like don't 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 yeah. let it be over 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 over. Oh no no please God help me. So the only thing to do really is to kind of like watch for how Jolene slash to Paul like how they play this what I think what she she does is she acknowledges that he's feeling sexual tension but she does not actually admit to it well to feeling it herself do you think she's not admitting to it or do you think that there isn't any no I think she's saying like yes I understand that you're feeling that and I appreciate that you want to diffuse that but I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what she's trying to say. I totally agree. When you said admit, I was like, mm-hmm. well, wait, she's not admitting that? Wait, so she wants to bone him? Hold on. Wait a second. Admit as in acknowledge that she's feeling the same, not admit as in like lie. She has no thing for him at all. No. No. And never has. No. no. <laughs> and it's weird that they keep trying, that they've keep trying to like go back towards that yeah it's fucking weird yeah oh god <laughs> so last scene is he ahab goes to flox bay and thanks flox porthos is doing well and is out of the you know the water tank he's sleeping in the fish tank and he wakes up and has got a band-aid on his head um and he leaps into ahab's arms like a good boy and Phlox gives the super weird Phlox smile. <laughs> the like the thing where they just added like ten percent more smile via yeah. CG. It's yeah. just the weirdest. It's so weird. <laughs> I mean, why not? But also yeah. like why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh save that budget and just do maybe do the CG beagle instead of a stuffed animal beagle. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, maybe, maybe that would be worse. Actually. I think CG beagle would be worse. Yeah. I don't know if you took that stuffed animal beagle and then just covered it in the green screen paint and then did one that at least had fur that matched the real Porthos. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's like almost shaggy. 
Yeah. The stuffed animal. It does. It does. It's so distracting. It, it, whatever. I don't know. I'm sure that they had good reasons. Maybe the dog was being hyper that day, and they just couldn't get get it to like lay down. Well, no, it had to be completely still for like long periods of time. There's no way you could get that dog to like sit there and be completely still like that. There are very few things that it's easier to get a beagle to do than to lay the fuck down and be still. Believe me, that's easy. Like, <laughs> once they just go, okay, and then flop down, that's it. Yeah. They're done. They're done for, like, <laughs> as long as, for a long time, for yeah. plenty of time, believe me. <laughs> I assume there was a thing on set with, like, putting the dog in the tank for too long or something. Right, and, right. You know, I'm pretty did... sure that's probably more had to do with it, yeah. Because, I mean, can you imagine, like, putting that dog in the tank and, like, expecting it, expecting it to go to sleep? You know, yes, that's the thing. Really? Yes, generally, okay. yeah. I have a beagle, and he loves getting sort of compressed and like like if we pack the pillows and stuff on top of him, he's like, okay, and he goes to sleep. Yeah, they love it. So I read this article about this episode specifically. Okay, evidently people put this episode on a lot of the list of the worst episodes. It is not for you to set the standard by which we should be judged. Along with like Spock's brain, which is just. That episode is so funny. Yeah. Like, it, it's the <laughs> most hilarious episode. Brain and brain! What is brain? The first complaint is, Archer behaves like an idiot. No diplomat would behave as he does. Correct. Sure, yeah. Um, no argument here. <laughs> yeah. Archer shouldn't be so whiny about his dog. And I'm thinking, well, just fuck off. Whining is... He does do a lot of whining, but the worry is true. Third complaint is, Archer's feelings about T'Pol came out of nowhere and aren't convincing truth yeah um and the last complaint is the humor doesn't work and i don't agree i think some of it does some of it doesn't yeah overall i don't think that the humor works Flox is funny yeah archer is not oh and t'pol has like a sick burn line in this yeah. i just remembered after yeah. their after the jogging thing or whatever it, oh it, yeah that yeah she she gets off the treadmill like i don't want to listen to this stupid piece of shit talk anymore and he's mm. like where are you going and she's like i guess i just can't keep up and just shoots him this yeah. look it just yeah. <laughs> one of those epic to paul looks oh i expected as much you're such a limited creature there's a quote that i absolutely have to read from this article it says um, some of the episode's bad re reputation is the result of its attempts at humor. The opening panning shot across Hoshi decontaminating, quote-unquote, DePaul, who is, quote-unquote, decontaminating Arch Archer, who is, quote-unquote, decontaminating Porthos, is presumably meant to be funny. The problem is the exploitative decontamination scenes are so problematic in general, it just isn't very funny, but rather makes it seem like the show is trying to sexualize the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. There's no way that that scene is funny at all because no, the dog sits there and looks very sad and is covered in like goop. <laughs> You just In feel goop. bad yeah. for the dog. <laughs> exactly. You're like, okay, they're having sexy rubdown <gasps> time, and the dog is just like, get me out of here. This is gross. This is so gross. What are you doing to me? <laughs> my dog yeah. would hate this. He would completely oh hate this, just being covered in goo. You're like, get me the uh -huh. fuck out of here. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. That's all, folks. 
my notes just say, what the fuck just happened at the end, <laughs> at the end of the episode? <sighs> what would this have needed to work is what I kept thinking. Mm. Like, el- definitely eliminates all the horny archer stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's got to go. Yeah, there's just some stuff that doesn't quite work. Billingsley does work. Thank you. Yeah. Jolene Blaylock does work. She's she's mm-hmm. great. Always. Always, yeah. Hoshi's really good. Mm-hmm. There's the sort of nuts and bolts stuff that we were talking about that doesn't work. It's like, it's 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Why is everyone at work? This is weird. Right, uh, right. Th- <laughs> Archer just going... Super brat asshole in this doesn't work. I think that's what really is the big issue. Him just acting like such a pain in the ass. Like, I mean, at the very beginning, you know, uh, to Trip is like, you know, don't you have diplomatic training? And I'm like, that aspect of all of this doesn't work. If it was a matter of him acting like, being made a fool of or acting having to act like a fool or whatever that's just stupid like i can't think of any diplomat that would have turned that down you know and been like i'm not doing that that's ridiculous yeah think about riker's attitude when he went to the the matriarchal planet yeah and uh and they were like here wear this like uh shimmering boy toy (laughs) outfit he's like all right cool okay cool that's what you guys yeah like that's what you guys do okay yeah. Uh, but also, so his enemy, the the antagonist, supposedly, mm-hmm. of the story, also totally unlikable. And, I mean, mm-hmm. cool character design, like props to the uh, the character design people and the makeup and the and the prosthetics and all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the, mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess the dreads, sure, the, the, the hair <laughs> department. You know, got, props to, right, right, props right. to all of them. Like, they look yeah. really cool, like a good yeah. alien species, which this mm-hmm. show, I think, consistently does a better job than other Trek shows mm-hmm. where they're just like, I don't know, put a dot on them. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, put a little yeah, ee yeah. on their nose. So, yeah. you know, that's great and all, but they're unlikable. And you're not you're not sympathizing with them. Yeah, yeah. There's no sympathy for them. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, okay, well, the dog peed on their tree. That's funny. Like, mm. <laughs> that's funny, but it wasn't like done funny in the episode in a funny way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't see it. It's not in the script that we see the dog pee on the tree and they all huff and puff or anything like that. Right. It's right. all just kind of d- told Talked in exposition, about. which mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay, cut the cut the horny dream for them being on the planet. Oh my god. And then uh, the dog pees on the tree. Like, do that. Do that. That's fucking great. <laughs> and then the rest of it is them going like oh my god the dog peed on the thing and it's almost like a, a becomes almost like a west wing bit where the, yeah. where they're sitting there going like like arguing about dealing with this diplomat guy from i forgot where and then he just starts speaking english and they're like okay nobody told us he could speak english <laughs> <laughs> that would be great yeah something like that yeah i mean they just went at it from a really weird and very boring angle yeah. We've seen multiple times when captains have had issues with um, protocol. One of my favorite, and I think I've mentioned this before, is the Voyager episode where Janeway um, offends this entire species by putting her hands on her hips because they made all these like super physical gestures and that's how they talked. Right. And, you know, and like, 
we've seen that before so they could have done it in a either funnier or more clever it's just a missed opportunity it's always berman and braga being fucking shitty (laughs) (laughs) they're terrible fucking writers if you're an audiobook listener, you can support the show by downloading The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Hear inspiring stories of heroism during Europe's darkest hour. That's The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Do you feel like a trekked? I have thought and thought about this. Uh, I'm going to say no because there's no like hope in it, really. There's no, there's, I'm I'm not saying that it's depressing or bleak or anything like that. No, But it doesn't have that, like, spirit of humanity, optimism. It doesn't have, uh, I don't know, just just no. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. If you could, if you know what, fuck it. If you can articulate it better, write it in, because I just, I just can't at this point with this episode after having watched it (laughs) twice and done notes and talking about it now i'm just like no it I, doesn't I, trek it doesn't feel like man. i'm watching star trek really yeah I, yeah I i fucking warned everybody about this episode i was like it's not a good episode it's pretty <laughs> terrible <laughs> i was like it's gonna suck well, but something, yeah but something can be bad and still trek like um oh yeah you know god yeah spock's brain <laughs> spock's brain sure <laughs> I don't know. I'd... Have you seen that? Do you know what you know what episode I'm talking about? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We actually, um, the... Maximum Busy Muscle, who's you know uh-huh. going to be the intro and outro on this on this um, whole season that we're doing. Uh, we almost titled the album "What Is Brain." Oh, from that episode. Brain and brain. What is brain? Brain and brain. Do you have a band name? Blink 365. Queen. That name is taken. Prince. Also taken. Billy Gore. No. Bob Saget and the Dorito Guys. Bob Saget? Chameleon Sacrifice. Oh, that's good. Chameleon Sacrifice. That's that's my, that's my band name. I like it. What about you? Did you have a band name for this episode? Um, Chainsaw Ritual. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, why didn't I think of that? That's really good. That's I good. love that. <laughs> I like it. Chainsaw I Ritual. Like that fucking kills. <laughs> Oh my God, y'all! We are handing out gold. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, gold for band names. Honestly, like really, if you want to name your band any of these, like do it. it. Just give us credit, like album credit, so somewhere in the liner notes. Yeah. Just a thanks to Star Trek stuff, like for the band name. Yeah. yeah. For the band name. <laughs> That's it. That'd be fucking awesome. And let let us know. We want to see that. Send us a copy. No, send, so- send me a copy. God damn it. Right. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway. So my non-Trek recommendation, um, unfortunately, I you know, I, I feel bad because a lot of my recommendations are going to be uh, from HBO Max just because I got it and I'm paying for it and I'm going to watch fucking everything on it. Sure. <laughs> this week's HBO Max recommendation is Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults. It's like a four-episode documentary about Heaven's Gate and it really because I know I was I was young when that happened and there's been so many hundreds of millions of jokes about it and you know I'm very I I found cults very fascinating Um, but this one really humanized everybody that was in the cult helped you understand how they how they were so sucked in helped you understand like why they did what they did 
instead of just labeling them as crazy people. And it was it was just really fascinating and just excellent. Cult of Cults, is that it? Yeah, Heaven's Gate, the Cult of Cults. All right, cool. What about you? My non-Trek recommendation is going to be Modoc. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty funny. Pretty funny show. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. Patton Oswalt is the main character. It's, a, it's an animated show uh, in the style of uh, Robot Chicken. So I guess yeah. it's, it's Claymation. Is that what's going on? I don't know. I think so. It's it's kind of it kind of I, I'm not sure how it works. It's, yeah. it's really cool looking though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they how they did it, but um, it's it's a it's a pretty cool show. It's on it's on Hulu. It's a comedy show. It's a sort of a comic book spoof show. Um, it's a it is a Marvel show, so it's mm-hmm. taking place in the Marvel universe. Uh, but it, they're using mostly just minor characters. Modok is some weird one-off not one-off but like <laughs> it's a, weird a weird character. a weird minor villain yeah. from like uh, yeah. the iron man and avengers comics or something he's basically a giant floating head oh uh, <laughs> and <laughs> with like little tiny arms yeah. and tiny legs yeah, yeah it's really weird yeah he's got like a jewel in his forehead that has powers or something <laughs> and uh. he's just it's it, it's a comedy show though his his life is kind of falling apart it has that sort of bojack sadness to it but it's yeah. but it is funny, and so it's it's some, something light. You know, there's there's so much heavy TV out there. It's something that you could put on for twenty twenty odd minutes, and it's just kind of funny, especially if you're into yeah. the Marvel universe stuff. And oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. He's got like a human, regular human wife, and their kids are like he's got a regular human son, but his daughter is just like him somehow. Yeah, like it's <laughs> yeah. it's really weird. Yeah, but it's really funny at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty good. And it's kind of going through a divorce and stuff. And like his right. ex-wife is uh, becoming a famous author. She starts dating Wonder Man. And like, it's just, <laughs> it, it's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, MODOK, M-O-D-O-K. And it is a um, acronym. I don't, I forgot what it stands oh, for. Oh, yeah. Something. I can't remember either, yeah. But yeah, so MODOK on Hulu. That'll be my non-Trek recommendation. Definitely. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So the next episode is um, I is one that I've only watched like a couple times because I was like, eh, you know, okay. This is why we do this podcast is because we're watching it so you don't have to. <laughs> Star Trek stuff saving you the rewatch. I mean, some of these are good, uh, you know. Yeah, some of them are good. Well, I mean, I was actually pleasantly surprised by this one because it it is a pretty terrible episode, but there were really good character moments in it so even though it's a terrible episode it still builds the the characters on the show well that's like this one the best scenes are the um backstory with flocks and oh yeah um archer talking talking about about all his degrees and and, everything yeah well well i mean not so not so much that as him talking about his family Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. the really interesting part there's the interesting not sci-fi sci-fi i mean it's it's normal for them because they're aliens but i'm I'm trying not to insult like any of the poly people out there right but it's 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 a visibility moment for them so that's cool Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. that trek sort of did that for them i mean they literally he says the word polyamory in it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so hey for people that are doing that you know cool all right so you got some visibility in trek in like 2001 that's cool yeah yeah there's some some decent moments and but overall you know the episode sucks ass so if that's oh, what yeah. we're doing again next week all right <laughs> the 
boy. It's an opportunity for us to do our job, basically. <laughs> Complain about this show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Clock out. Day's work well done. Yep, exactly. Hey, speaking uh, of work, that's where you get m- money, and uh, yeah. a lot of work goes into these episodes. Believe me, uh, the mm-hmm. carpal tunnel stuff is starting to come back, so that's real fun. Oh, um, no. Yeah, so make sure that you are a patron, patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. Mm-hmm. And we need your reviews on iTunes or wherever, but really iTunes. But, you know, wh- yeah. wherever you yeah. can leave a five-star or whatever equivalent on whatever you're listening to uh, review uh, for the show. Big help to the show. I mean, if you're looking for mm-hmm. shows and there's a million Star Trek shows out there, and if you yes. see one and it's got a whole bunch of good reviews, you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll you know, hit subscribe, see if it's, uh, if it's mm-hmm. worth checking out. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a big help to the show. Become a patron, leave reviews, make sure you tell a Trekkie friend about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, spread us on Twitter. Dude, Star Trek Twitter is awesome. Oh, yeah? I, I, don't, I don't do Twitter, so I'm, tell me about it. Well, it's just a really positive overall sort of thing. Um, nice. Just people like Trekkies are just awesome. Trekkies are just good people. It's true. It's a very uh, diverse um, sort of group in terms of... You know, people just really embrace that infinite diversity and infinite combination sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and people kind of following and retweeting each other and giving each other positivity and stuff like that. So nice. Uh, yeah, start. Yeah, Trekkies on Twitter, fucking rule. Um, give me a follow. I'm at Bag of Lasers. Lasers has a Z in the middle because I honestly God thought that that's how you spelled it. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in the eighties. That's how they always fucking put it on shit. It's true. Bag it's of true. lasers. You're not lying. Yeah. You're so not lying. At bag of lasers, give me a follow. But we're on Instagram too. At Star Trek Stuff Podcast. Music by Maximum Busy Muscle. Check that out at maximumbusymuscle.bandcamp.com. Make sure you join the Facebook group if you're still on Facebook. Yes. I mean, Facebook's a decent place to like, you know catch memes and shit and laugh at your dumbass relatives so maybe if you're still on facebook (laughs) uh find our little spot which is (laughs) star trek stuff podcast so join that group uh all the trek memes end up there i mean star trek shit posting is still on facebook too so you know it's not it's not all awful it's just mostly awful (laughs) so far though our group has been pretty fucking awesome i mean you know very rarely has anything gone off the rails and you know, sudden references to Hitler. You know, <laughs> there, it hasn't happened once yet. So, so uh, come join us. All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess that's about it. That's all the attention that we should give this fucking episode. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. All right. I'd say we're sorry, but you listened. You listened all the way through. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> For real, though, thank y'all so much. Indeed, thank uh, you. Thank you, thank you. We're out. Live long and prosper. Bye. Live long and prosper. Which is Star Trek Stuff Podcast. Pad- podcast? <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's a Star Trek it's stuff podcast. podcast. And we like a podcast. It, um, it's Star Trek stuff podcast. God damn it. <laughs> we are at, it's, what about you?
I was trying to decide because I almost wanted to recommend something kind of more specifically for mm-hmm. you because I know you're a true crime fan. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, it's not gonna be this, but for for one real reason. Uh, but uh, the show on Hulu yeah, only murders I, in I, the building. I, I'm watching it. I'm. I'm the first episode. I was like, I was wasn't super thrilled with it, but at the same time, I was like, I'll watch this. So yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I wanna. I wanna uh, give it a chance again. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool watching um, Martin Short and and, oh, and yeah. Steve Martin work on anything they're just they just have that mm-hmm. um rapport going back from forever they've done so much stuff together for so long it's it's fun to watch them work together but selena yeah, gomez sucks she's terrible she cannot act yeah she sucks i just watched the second episode and i'm like never yeah. mind i was gonna tell Anne, hey check this out because it's about true crime podcasts yeah. and I know she likes those, but I'm just yeah. Like, I'm no, I'm not. This, no, I, nah. I just kind of. It just didn't do it for me, you know. All right. Um. So actual one. I have to cut all that. Um. Let's see. Hey. Uh. I'm just cutting in later. Uh. In the editing bay, and this episode reminded me of the greatest apology of all time, uh, which was from Metalocalypse. I can't remember exactly which episode or if it was the Doomstar Requiem or whatever, but anyway, here's <laughs> it's so fucking awesome. Oh. I'm so oh. He's showing emotion. I'm so I'm so I'm so I'm so Says it's damn it, says it's damn it. Oh. 